Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. La 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 And 30-something movie podcast. Hey, hey, hey. here. Hey. How you doing, Doing well, man. Good. Um, yeah, so it's a 30-something movie podcast. We're here to talk about another movie from 1988, although we are almost at 89. Getting close. In the very little free time that I have, I've been working on next year's mm-hmm. schedule mm-hmm. and like how to arrange everything into their different months and mm-hmm. the acrobatic stretching that I have to do to figure out what the themes are mm-hmm. for the months. And yeah, so I'm kind of like, I, I'm, I'm almost full on into 1989 mode now. Can I just share with you something I think you're going to appreciate? Share with me something. The first movie we're doing at the very beginning of Batman. January is... Yes. Yay! Is Woo! Batman. I did that just for you. Woo! I did that just for you. Because I, I knew you would appreciate Wouldn't it. Wouldn't the funny thing be if, like, I can't make that podcast? Uh, in, <laughs> in which case, if you can't make that podcast, I'm going to reschedule it. And we'll do say, Batman could, the last week of Could you imagine December. how many voicemail mm-hmm. messages I would have to leave on the love line mm-hmm. to, like, you know... You would just have to record your own episode, <laughs> and we'll just tack it on to the end. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, no, yeah, if you missed that one, I'm moving Batman all the way back to the end of December. All right, that we sounds won't do good. It until then. So that's that's your punishment for not doing uh, that. If you, that'd be yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, so it's hey, you know what? It's it's election day here in the states. It is. So it's kind of a big day. Did Much you vote yet? Yes, okay. last week. Oh, you voted already. You voted I did early. early, just because. Often, just early. <laughs> you, I'm from Chicago. This is so Chicago, often. so we. Uh, no, I voted early just because I knew I wasn't gonna be able to get to the polls today. So. Okay. Yeah, you, right. and I see your sticker. You voted. I I did vote today. We have done our civic duty. We, we did it. That's so we're good for like another couple of years, right? Y- yeah, that's all we got to do. I don't have to do anything else good for the next two years. Spoiler alert: We do spoil the movies we talk about. Yes. If you have not given us a review on iTunes yet, if you're listening and you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes. We would very, very much appreciate it. Um, and then visit our website, 30podcast.com, is a great way to find all the other different ways that you can interact with us. Um, we've got some other links up there. Uh, different. Uh, sometimes we put up extra things on the website. Um, way to find our Twitter and our Facebook and everything else all up on that. So if you go to 30podcast.com, that is our website, and that's other ways that you can interact with us and the show. So, um, let's see. I got a couple of news things real quick. They're probably not... One might be a little bit more of a discussion than the other, because I don't think you watched the first one. Okay. Um, Walking Dead? You don't don't watch Walking Dead. You're not a zombie person. I... We talked about that one of the last times, so... Okay. Uh, Walking Dead apparently... Um, spoiler alert for The Walking Dead. I haven't watched this season yet. Okay. And spoiler alert for anybody who is not yet caught up to right. Walking Dead. Right. Um, the main character of um, Rick Grimes mm-hmm. has left the show. Okay. And again, I'm not caught up, but I do know he has left the show. I don't know if he has died. 
I don't think he has because the news that came out, and so that was kind of a spoiler in and of itself, the news that came out uh, after this latest episode of The Walking Dead was that they are going to be creating three Walking Dead movies, and he's going to be featured as a character in there. So I'm assuming oh. he's not dead. If it's three movies of him walking around as a zombie, then I guess he could be dead, but... Mm -hmm. I'm guessing, I'm guessing probably not. So so they're taking the TV show and going the movie route. I don't know if that means the movies will be shown on AMC or if they'll actually be like movie theater movies. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So I don't know. So we'll find out. Um, okay, here's the one that I thought might end up get a little bit getting a little bit more talk out of us. There was an article. Basically what the article said was children should not emulate superheroes because superheroes are more violent than their evil counterparts. That apparently there was a scientific study, new study, mm -hmm. and for whatever that means. Uh, here's the headline. New study claims movie superheroes are more violent than supervillains. Uh, movie superheroes of the MCU and the DCEU franchises are actually more violent than the supposed villains they battle, according to a new study. Here we go. According to researchers at Penn State University, mm -hmm. uh, that actually might not be a good thing for fans and children to emulate the, their superheroes, with fans potentially rooting for the wrong side. Ahead of a presentation at the American Academy of Pediatrics 2018 National Conference and Exhibition, Researchers studied a range of superhero movies. They focused primarily on the top 10 grossing films from 2015-2016. These would have included Age of Ultron, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, uh, Bivis Dodge, as we mm -hmm. affectionately call it. Uh, the results were unexpected to say the least. They said that the, uh, while villains averaged 18 violent acts per hour, heroes averaged 23. Heroes were more often shown fighting, using lethal weapons, destroying property. Even more worrisome still is that heroes committed 168 murders. Villains, meanwhile, only committed 93. The only time villains actually lived up to their names is when researchers assessed acts of intimidation, bullying, and torture. So, there's that. Patrick, your response. My initial Wrong! Thought, I thought you were asking from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. no, well, that on. was the same from Saturday Night Live, but it was the takeoff of the McLaughlin group. Yeah. You yeah. remember those guys? Uh -huh. Pat, you cannot win. <laughs> um, Pat Cantacantagolo! So, okay. So, okay. Of all the things... I can see the wheels that we need grinding to, study, to a halt in your head. Of all the things that are happening right now, I mean, we decide to study movies. But that's okay. We'll, we'll put that beside the point. My reaction within the movie thing is this. Okay, if you're going to sit there and say that superhero movies are violent, then I'm down with that. Because I've been saying, and I mean, I've been on the podcast saying that, you know, and I think we are so much more, we tolerate so much more violence in our movies now than like language or adult romantic scenes or nudity and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're like, I think for what we like cringe at, I think, I think we're almost like borderline Puritans. In terms of like what? Oh, why is that not have an R rating? Now, once you get to the R rating, um, once you get to the R rating, like I think we show a ton of stuff, and like that's right. beside the point. But I think in terms of what is a society, we like raise our eyebrow, like whoa, how the, oh, that was a little racy. I think we are way, way, way more uh, uh, narrow focused on that than what we allow in terms of violence. I think the violence that we allow in PG thirteen movies has is is been going up and yeah. up and up. Um, case in point, Dominic and I just watched Jurassic World and we've been oh, working yeah. our way through it and it was like, I knew that was going to be borderline watching that with him and I watched it and he was okay with it but I was like, yeah, he likes dinosaurs and so okay, this is okay and he wants to watch the second one now Yeah, and I'm definitely going to watch that first and I mean, I kind of like 
you know, the floodgates are open, mm-hmm. and it, you know, and it is animals, and that's. Mm-hmm. But still, I look at that like Jurassic World compared with Jurassic Park right. in '93. Right. It's just there's more violence. Yeah. You know, but they're both PG-13 rating. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it used to be, it used to be you could get by with saying the F word once or twice or, mm-hmm. you know, in Titanic. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of full frontal nudity. Yeah. Not full frontal, I'm sorry, not, yeah. that was wrong, but a little bit of nudity. Mm-hmm. But that was PG-13. Like your French girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. but 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 now that would, whoa, that would be a strict rating. And yeah. oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that mm-hmm. my kids are watching that. But you have no problems with, you know, dinosaurs chewing apart mm-hmm. people and bloody handprints and all this right. kind of stuff. So that being said, if they're using this to talk about like, wow, there's a lot more violence in movies, I would be, I would be up for that because I'm always assessing those things when I watch yeah. movies. That being said, that the fact that you're saying we should root for the villain because like you're like how many times on screen does this happen or that happen mm-hmm. or the other thing, that has to be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my entire life. Well, and I don't think the I don't think the researchers would say we have to root for the villains. I'd have to go, go back. Okay, and maybe read. I misunderstood. Back, well, no, no, no. I don't think the researchers are saying that. I think that's how the people writing the articles are spinning it. Gotcha. Is it's like a oh look at they're trying to be provocative about it. They're like okay. oh look at the researchers saying they're saying we should pull for the bad guys. Okay. Which I, I don't think. That, I mean, I haven't read the study myself, but gotcha. I don't think that's probably... So this was an article are... reporting about the study. This right. wasn't the, the, the study, study itself. itself. Right, right. Got it. Yeah. Okay, well, then yeah. then, then it just sounds like they're, they're trying to make a splash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to step in, inside that world, let's go case by case and just see you know how, how is it being portrayed. Yeah. So the, the heroes are on screen more because that's who you want to root for. So, right. of course, you're going to see him do Right, you're going to see him do more stuff. Now, as far as murders, I mean, you know... Like okay, we could we could count that the body count that kind of goes under the, you know, is it the eighteen where you can beat the snot out of someone but they all get up and kind of right. walk away? I mean, you don't really see it, so you, I, I don't know. That that just seems to be like we're trying to make a splash, right? You know, what do they call it, clickbait or mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah. So yeah. okay, so I'm gonna ratchet it down. But okay. but if they're studying it just to understand, oh well, take a look that there's more violence in movies now, then I would be fine with that. Okay. But that being said, I, I don't know, that just... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we paused the recording there for a second. Um, hey, you won't know that, because I will have edited it out, but mm-hmm. Bo's here now. Hey, hey Bo. Hey, hey Bo. Um, so we were just talking, and we're not going to take too much more time to talk about it, but we were just talking about this new study that came out um, a few days ago, or, or a little while back, um, in which it says that superheroes are more violent than supervillains. And they cited the number of violent acts that superheroes perpetrate on video versus the number of violent acts that villains actually perform and said that these superheroes are more violent. So that kind of took us into talking about what are they trying to get us to think of here? Is it, are, are they trying to tell us don't emulate superheroes or don't maybe you should be cheering for the villains? Or, and the conclusion we came up with is we think that maybe the articles that were written about this study were trying to be a very clickbaity mm. and trying to tell you that, hey, maybe you should cheer for the villains instead of the heroes. And we also came to the conclusion and that led into our conversation mm-hmm. about... Internet is full of clickbait? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of led us into the conversation we were having about maybe, maybe when you go see a movie that contains violence or fighting or whatever and you're going to see it with children in particular maybe you talk to the children mm-hmm. maybe you have a conversation with the children but have you checked the children it 
it's eight o'clock. Do you know where they are? I'm asking you. Have you checked the children? I oh, I, I I don't know. Uh oh. I don't know. Hard to talk to him. Won't somebody think there. of the children? Please, God, <laughs> the children. Somebody think of the children. Um, so, I, do you have any more to add on that? Or no, I mean, I think you know, talking is always good. You know, they, everyone wants the perfect recipe to solve all their problems, and they want it to come from out there somewhere. Mm. When usually most of the ways to solve your problems aren't usually out there. Let's see, you said recipe, and I only had a salad for lunch, so now I'm hungry. Ha <laughs> ha! Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so before we get into young Einstein, which I know you guys are just itching, itching to just like a, gush about. Like a didgeridoo on uh -huh. a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. I mean, I'll say the movie's is. growing on me like a rash. Gro like a rash? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, very quickly, this week in 88, so looking at... Uh, the week of, let's say, November 7th to 13th in 1988. Um, we did say earlier that we're recording this on Election Day in the United States. And uh, this week in 1988, on November 8th, there was the U.S. presidential election. And in 1988, George H.W. Bush was elected president. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I found too many other big events that were happening during this week at the time. So other than that, maybe a little bit of a low-key week. Uh, top song was Wild Wild West by The Escape Club. The top book was The Queen of the Damned by Anne Rice. And the top movie for the week ending November 6th was They Live. The top movie for the week ending November 13th was Child's Play. So a lot of, a lot of horror movies. Well, this is still Halloween still week. October, November. Not a whole lot of Thanksgiving Chucky. movies out there. Chucky. I just keep thinking about the scene, and I, I won't. Re we're trying to be family friendly, so I won't repeat the line. But from Ready Player One, I was just going to say that I <laughs> yep. finally saw Ready Player One, uh -huh. and that was like I remember that scene, uh -huh. and that was awesome. That was one of those scenes where all of a sudden Chucky's there, and somebody screams something that I'm not going to repeat. Yeah. And, and I'm, in the theater, I'm just like, oh, this is. I love this movie. <laughs> oh, this is making me feel happy inside. <laughs> I, love, I love everything about this. Um, thank you to the people who made it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we'll go to Disneyland. Right? <laughs> so, that is This Week in 88. I don't know. What do you guys... Can you remember anything else that was going on This Week in 88? This Think week... back to when you were a child. What was going on for you this week? I went as Mr. Spock for Halloween. Oh, did you? Right in, in 88? No, it would have been 87. Okay. 88. I can't remember what I... Huh? I'm trying to think of what I would... Hmm. Yeah. That's a good question now that I'm Halloween. Now that you just one. rattled that off right away. Yeah, that was that's an interesting one. Yeah, I wonder sure. if eighty eight was the year that my mom made me, and I hesitate to repeat this on in Oh, this public. is gonna be good. She made me and my sister dress up as Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Oh, that's kinda cute. No. That's cute. I hated it. It was absolutely Well, I horrible. get that you hated it. For school, she let me dress up as Superman. And I don't know, I, again, I don't know if that was um, Halloween of 88, but it was right around this time. Yeah, we had just moved out here. Oh, okay. So new school, new okay. people. All right. You moved in November? No, we moved oh, in the okay. summer, but okay. still, in the first few months. Still you, a little you know. awkward. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's this week in 88, so should we jump on into, should we jump into Tasmania? Yeah. All the way into Tasmania. Crikey. Mm -hmm. uh, the title of this one is Young Einstein. Release date was the 4th of August, 1980. Why do I have 
89 right here. See, I told you, I, I'm like full on into 89 mode. Uh, I've been working on planning stuff for next year, and I just keep like writing 89 everywhere, and I'm thinking of 1989 movies, and it's not good. It's uh, not good. I gotta, I have to, I have to focus on the here and now. Mm -hmm. I have to focus on the living force. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Be mindful. All right. Okay. Fourth uh, of August, nineteen eighty-eight, rated PG, with a runtime of one hour and thirty-one minutes. Uh, some think that that might be one hour and thirty-two minutes too long. Directed by Yahoo Sirius, who also did Reckless Kelly and Mr. Accident. Producers were David Roach, Warwick Ross, and Yahoo Sirius. Roach did Mr. Accident, Ross did Red Obsession, and Sirius did Reckless Kelly and Mr. Accident. Writers for this one are David Roach and Yahoo Sirius. Roach did Red Obsession, and Sirius did his other two movies, Reckless Kelly and Mr. Accident. Cinematography by Jeff Darling, who did a movie called The Crossing. Uh, music, yeah, there were three different people listed for the music here. Uh, one, was, uh, one was Martin Armiger. He did the music for Dark City. Love that movie. So um, William Motzing, who died in 2014, did the music for Battlefield Earth. And Tommy Tycho, who died in 2013, did the music for You Can't See Round Corners. Budget for this one was $5 million. Box office was $24.9 million. Uh, Flick Metrics gives it an average of 46. That takes into consideration the tomato meter of 36. The audience score of Rotten Tomatoes of 50. IMDb gives it a 51. Letterboxd gives it a 48. Starring Yahoo Sirius as Albert Einstein. Uh, he was also Albert. in Albert Einstein. Was uh, in Reckless Kelly and Mr. Accident. Odile Leclesio was Marie Curie. Uh, she was in Beyond Innocence and Backsliding. John Howard was Preston Preston. He was in A Cry in the Dark. A Dingo Stole My Baby. Mm -hmm. That was very much a British accent. Mm -hmm. That didn't work well. I apologize to all of our listeners in Australia. I made the effort. Mm -hmm. I tried. I really, really tried. Uh, and then she, uh, he was also in Mad Max Fury Road. Pee Wee Wilson was Mr. Einstein. He was only in Young Einstein. And Sue Crookshank was Mrs. Einstein, his mother. And she was in a movie called Undercover. Here is the trailer, and we'll be back in just a second. Now, Australia's colossal comedy hit, starring its newest comedy hero, comes to the States. <laughs> Yahoo Serious is Young Einstein. Albert. Albert Einstein. He is destined to create the most powerful scientific theories in history. I discovered the formula for splitting beer atoms. Only one girl is brilliant enough to understand him. My name is Marie. Marie Curie. Only one man is low enough to steal from him. Albert discovers that there are even worse things in the big city than a cat pie. For example... An atomic bomb. If ever the world needed a revolutionary new theory, it's now. At last, the incredible untold story of the greatest mind of all time. Albert Einstein, thrill seeker, lover, adventurer, genius. Who is this barbarian? I'm a Tasmanian. Warner Brothers proudly presents Yahoo Serious as Young Einstein. One seriously funny movie. Okay, so let's start off with maybe the most obvious question here. Is this the first time that you saw this movie? Bodiferous. Yes, it was. Bo Derek. I'm intrigued. You don't look like Bo Derek. By the fact that it's the first time I've seen it. Okay. Like, it just seems like a silly, strange like one enough you movie that I would have tried it mm -hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. 
But I was young enough that, you know, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. And Pat, had you seen this one before? Not, uh, no. Nope. <laughs> nope, this was the first time. <laughs> I wish, I, sometimes I almost wish we did a, a video podcast. That's all I got um, for you guys. Just so you could see Pat's face. Yeah, I... Pat's just sitting here, he's like, I, I hate you for having <laughs> made me watch this movie. I... I am dumber. We're all dumber for having... Nowhere in your incoherent, rambling response of a movie. I, I just have so many questions mm-hmm. about... Where does he get those wonderful toys? Well, and it all just comes back to why. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that was... But maybe that's for later in the podcast. This was the oh, first it, time i Oh, it's for now. I mean, okay. It's, <laughs> this okay. is not the first time I had seen this movie. Okay. Uh, I saw this movie... I think I saw this movie in the theater. Now, I don't remember. Either I saw this in the theater or I saw Reckless Kelly, his other movie, in the theater. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know why we would have gone to see this in the theater. It did not do very well in the States. It did okay, but it obviously, it did much better in Australia. I think I read that it was the number two grossing movie in Australia after Crocodile Dundee. So it, it was a big hit. And, and actually he was a fairly well-known director in Australia. I mean, he was big time celebrity there. Uh, I think he had done some documentaries before this, but really his only three movies were the three that we listed on here, The Young Einstein, Reckless Kelly, and Mr. Accident. And he did those from 88 to, I think Mr. Accident came out in 2000. And he's basically disappeared mm-hmm. since 2000. Like, I, I tried to search online, and like, where is Yahoo Serious now? Mm-hmm. And there were some pictures of him. The last event he ever showed up at was in 2007. And then I guess somebody took a picture of him while he was running errands with his dog last year in 2017. But they were like, yeah, no, he's... Um, He's just, he's living in a modest house in an affluent neighborhood in Australia, and he's just going about his business, and neighbors, we ask neighbors, you know, do, do you know he lives here? And they're like, yeah, we just leave him alone, though. We just, yeah. He's just living his life, so we don't, we live don't care. Live and live. Do his thing, and, and that's what we do. Yeah. Um, so after these three movies, he didn't do a whole lot, and each one, obviously, had a little bit of diminishing returns with each one. Each one was less popular and, and less successful than the others. Um, but I remember watching this as a kid, and I might have watched it a few times as a kid. Like, we might have rented it. It might have been on TV somewhere. I don't know. Um, but I remember thinking as a kid this movie was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I knew it was kind of weird and quirky. I knew it was very much... I always thought of it as like an Australian version of an Ernest movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's, it's a, it has some of the same beats as an Ernest movie. And because I like the Ernest movies, that's kind of the lens through which I look at this movie. I'm like, you know, it doesn't always make sense. It's not always super funny. But there's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a charm there. Even yeah. if though he's a weird, quirky guy, he still spends most of the movie being very innocent. And, yeah. and there's kind of that innocent charm that, that Ernest has in his movies. It's just... Australian. It's got a little bit of a different vibe to it, so I mean, he's he's different enough. But yeah. um, you know, he's he's kind of like a mix between Ernest P. Worrell and Carrot Head. Yeah. Or Carrot Top. Carrot Top. Carrot Top. I, I'm still thinking of like Pumpkin Head. I was gonna say <laughs> that's an interesting yeah. Carrot Head. <laughs> Carrot Head. Gosh, that's that's a very frightening mm-hmm. option. I don't mm-hmm. want to go there. Pumpkin Head with bushy red hair. I do. Yeah. Got that experience watching a movie just like okay i'm sure i would have liked this as a kid mm-hmm. i liked watching him yeah 
And I mean, there were some of the situational things were kind of funny. Like yeah. it was like, okay, he's going to bring rock and roll and, right. you know, the surf scene. Albert Einstein fun. invented surfing. Yeah, yeah. And it was all that, but, and I, I like. People are randomly, you know, swaddling kangaroos. and. Well, yeah, it was just, <laughs> yeah. and so is it just going to be completely bizarre? Okay, that's not my kind mm-hmm. of humor kind yeah. of thing. Or is, like, I just didn't get, a, I'm like Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. Big. I don't get it. Yeah. That's my problem. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. well, is it so... And then why, why is he Albert Einstein? Right. He was German. Right. And then he's Australian. Right. And it's just like, <laughs> but you don't get the joke. Yeah, right. I, I don't. I don't yeah. get it. So explain that. To, like, right. why? Yeah, is there a joke here? Like, if you were... It's, it's meant to be absurd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's that. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> and, but yeah. then, but it just, it seems so disjunct that I, I couldn't latch into anything. Like, yeah. even the, the movies, like an Ernest movie, has a story. Right. Or the a Pee Wee Herman movie, which I don't want to call absurd because I know like everyone on the podcast is going to be mm-hmm. ready to fight with that. Mm-hmm. But it's like I didn't. Well, we don't mean absurd like negative, like right. Absurd as in like a form of comedy. Style, yeah, right? It's yeah. definitely okay. absurdist. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman thing. There was a good story there. Like mm-hmm. I watch movies that I know my kids like, and I, I can latch onto the story. This I was so confused with. Like, well, what are we? doing and then the bubbles in the beer and then somehow that's a splitting a beer atom is going to cause a nuclear reaction and then mm-hmm. I was, the story that's the really one part that i at least was like okay he split a beer atom he made an explosion yeah it made bubbles i get that part conceptually i mean not like in reality but fine yeah and then it's it, it was trying to make a commentary on how something that can be used for good can always be twisted to bad. And yes, by splitting the atom, and I'm making air quotes here, mm-hmm. he created bubbly beer. Mm-hmm. In doing so, he learned how to split the atom, which was then twisted by the baddies to yeah. make a bomb. <laughs> then if you're going to do that, if it's going to be, what would that be, an allegory for what happened with his yeah. thing, yeah. then maybe focus on that so that right. it's, it's a little bit more... Not obvious, but poignant. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a lesson of, okay, he beat the bad guy. There wasn't any... The, the, everyone was so ridiculous, it was just kind of like, ha-ha. Like, I don't even think my kids would walk out with the, oh, well, did you notice that the, you know, good stuff can be... Pre-, like, that wasn't very prevalent in it. So, I mean... Well, and what, what concerned me so much... It did well in Australia. What? Yeah. what why? Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think a different sense of humor. You know how the British sense of humor is very dry. Yeah, I think that the Australian sense of humor is very quirky. That's that's a sure yeah. quirky. That's a choice of words. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. And I, I'm obviously not from Australia, so if, if somebody's from Australia and they have a better explanation yeah. for that, uh, help us. <laughs> yeah, help us out, man. Because because mm-hmm. yeah. see, I, with this movie, the quirky parts of it. In much the same reason that I enjoy the Ernest movies and the Pee Wee movies and, mm. and things like that. And that's the thing. I love all of that. Yeah. The quirky parts of... Well, I, I think what you both have said is I think had you watched this as a kid, it might have been different. Well, yeah. Because I did watch this with my kids. And what was funny was our household was the broad spectrum of responses to this movie. There was me sitting in my chair going, <laughs> I remember that scene. That's that part's not as funny as I remember. <laughs> oh, there's there's like apples everywhere because yeah. I, I don't know. Um, 
everybody's got a kangaroo. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, look at the koala. That's um, yeah, it's totally ridiculous. Einstein didn't do that. Yeah. Um, so that's my response. My response is, yeah, this is not a great movie, but I, I remember the parts that I thought were funny as a kid, mm -hmm. and there was still a couple parts that I was like, <laughs> that's just so stupid that I just kind of have to chuckle because it, it's just it's just dumb, mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that's like. I, I get what you're trying to do. You're like you're trying to be dumb, silly, absurd. You, you got it. Like at that point, you got it. Some of the other stuff, some of it was kind of falling flat for me. And and yeah. most of the movie, I'm sitting there I'm like, wow, this this was an hour and a half, wasn't it? Okay, all right. Probably could have been a little bit shorter, but that that that's all right. Yeah. Um, now, John, my son John, who's 11, uh, his response was, yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah, so, you know, there were parts that I laughed, and he laughed throughout the movie, and he's like, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, it was weird, it was pretty weird, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I got all of it, but, yeah, eh, it was, it wasn't bad. Uh, of course, Nora is sitting there, and she's like, the movie ends, and she's like, oh, oh, dad, best movie ever! Yeah. And I was like, so everybody give me, give me, like, your rating out of it, and I haven't gotten to Sharon yet, my wife, and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll share her thoughts in a moment, um, I said, okay, well, for the podcast, sometimes we rate things out of five. So if you were to rate this out of five, what would you give it? And John was like, uh, I, I might give it a three. Nora's like, can I go higher than a five? Yeah. <laughs> and, was like, and she wasn't just messing with you. No, she wasn't messing with me. Hmm. I, I think anything, because she's got a very weird, quirky sense of humor, too. Mm, that's true. And, I, and she's, she seems to have a very advanced sense of humor for an eight-year-old. I, I, I would agree I think, with that statement as well. And I think some of the stuff in this movie... Like, where they just like randomly rattle off scientific equations, mm -hmm. or or they kept saying emk instead of e equals mc squared. Mm -hmm. Like she gets that, and and normally okay. you wouldn't think that like a second grader would get some of those things, like the yeah. irony of it. Um, but she's like, <laughs> that's that's totally not how you say that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Now I did tweet out after watching the movie. I said I introduced the kids to Young Einstein. But I may have also jeopardized my marriage in the process. Okay. <laughs> Sharon did not react. When I asked my lovely wife, who I love very, very much, and she's very lovely, um, light Dude, of my life, she's not listening. apple of my eye, she's not listening. Um, but just in case. My wife doesn't listen either. No. no. A, Are you kidding? No. I, I was asked by my wife. Uh -huh. I can't remember how she put it. Oh, she was asking if we have actual listeners. Oh. And I said, you know, it depends on, you know, what you consider actual yeah. listeners. But, yeah, she's like, well, I, I mean, not everybody's wives. Yeah. I was like, oh, honey, none of the wives listen to this. No. That's awesome. They hear us talk all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't want to hear no, anymore. No, no, no. And that's, that's exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, no one, she doesn't want to hear me talk Although, I did get a text from my sister-in-law. Why did you know I'm listening to your podcast? I am enjoying it a lot. Great job. Oh, nice. That's crazy town. Well, yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah. What's your sister-in-law's name? Uh, Julie. Julie. Thank you, Julie. Thanks, this Julie. Julie gets a shout-out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it's exciting. So Julie can write us and let us know, or call in to the love yeah. line and let us know if she watched... Young Einstein. Exactly. I probably don't put her through that. Yeah. What did, what so, did yeah, so Sharon's response when I asked for a rating out of five, she just looked at me and she's like, I'm not going to give you a rating out of five. <laughs> she rejected she, the question. She rejected the question. <laughs> she almost rejected me, but she definitely rejected the question. She just kind of... I just see John walking into the bedroom at night and the door slams. Uh -huh. You know, the... Yep. Yep. So, um, she's like, I'm, I'm not going to give you a number. And how long was this movie? I was like, I think it was like an hour and 31 minutes. She's like, yeah. You owe me. Yeah. <laughs> That's an hour and 31 minutes that I'm never, ever getting back, ever again. Yeah. So 
let's not talk about this anymore. Wow. <laughs> like, okay, all right, cool, cool. It, it, for me, it was just too disjunct. There were mm -hmm. parts that, and I could see that the, the comic, okay, I could, see, I could, mm -hmm. I could see where kids are like, you know, the surf seat, but then nothing was like expanded on enough that, yeah. you know, I, this sounds dorky, but like show the surf scene and show the people like, oh my gosh, what's that? You know, like mm -hmm. show that more, have more of that comp or follow, go down one of the rabbit holes that you opened up. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It just, it wasn't there. And I've watched a lot of bizarre, I mean, UHF is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm okay with absurd. And even that had a story within it. I mean, <laughs> that you could at least latch onto. Right. I've watched some random stuff. I mean, I'm, I like watching Kentucky Fried Movie. There you go. Mm -hmm. That was like a series of like of shorts, shorts and, yeah. and all that Love kind of thing. So, so this was like a series of, of shorts, but I'm talking like, you know, like like a one minute in between a kids cartoon kind of. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I really. So I think I'm about to step on a minefield here, but I'm okay. gonna do it anyway. Let's pull them out. Did anyone get some? Napoleon Dynamite like vibes from some of this. I lasted thirty seconds before I took the movie out of my thing. I never watched it again. Okay, so <laughs> it's and kinda, I tried twice. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like I'm watching this and I'm going, okay, sure. God, seriously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, okay. and, and actually, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, one of the guys we work with, Carl. Uh, described it when I, we were on like a band field trip we were on a it was summer music camp and he was going through all the scenes I couldn't I was crying I was laughing so hard at the way he described the movie and then there was some mm -hmm. scene where someone takes a superhero and dangles him out the bus window or something, and oh, he was man. describing the scene I was literally crying I'm like oh my god I gotta watch this movie and I went home I'm like was he talking about the same <laughs> like cuz having Carl describe mm -hmm. the movie was funnier than watching that movie. Basically yeah. you needed the sweeted version I, of I Napoleon guess. Dynamite. Yeah, I guess. I so I mean, I'm yeah. right there with you okay. brother, cuz I'm okay. just okay. Like, I but I know like <laughs> that movie like yeah. people love that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't quite get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cool. Well, and I feel like I feel like times I have a quirky sense of humor too. But then I go watch movies that people are like, oh, man, with your sense of humor, you're totally going to love this. And then I go watch it, and I'm like, yes. Comedy's a tricky thing. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Napoleon Dynamite's one of them. I'm like, yeah, there are funny bits, but I, it's not as funny as... People are like, oh, man, you would love with the other movies that you like. You would totally love this. Or what was the other one? Um, Nacho Libre. Ah! I, like, I love Jack Black. Jack Black is sure. awesome. I went to go watch Nacho Libre, and I'm like... Mm. All right, 15 minutes of this is funny. Yeah. The rest of it's just like, <laughs> okay. That's yeah, cool. I see. Yeah, and I, I just, I try not to tell people <clears throat> what they will find fun. Like, because of that. Like, <laughs> I will never go to someone and say, oh, you're going to totally find this funny. <laughs> what I will tell them is, you got to go check this out. And right. if they come back and, like, don't get it, I'm like, what the heck is the matter with you? <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, but no, I, I yeah, so. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask favorite scene because I don't think we'd get a favorite scene. The surf scene. Um, I dug it. Oh, okay. Like okay. I thought the surf scene. Like I was watching. Okay. I was like, whoa, wait, this is cool. Oh, we're right back. <laughs> oh, we're back to the comedy. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think that. I was. I, what I was going to ask is favorite or scene that you thought was the weirdest. The shtick with her trying to get into the insane asylum was mm -hmm. kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Or the shtick with him. Meeting the women for the first time mm -hmm. in the hotel. Yeah. Air quotes. Those were amusing. Why, why are you using air quotes? No reason. It wasn't a hotel? Why was it? It had a, a very large bed. Why was it an air? 
But he didn't want the large bed. No, he did not. Are you saying it's not a hotel? It depends on your definition of hotel. Are we not getting on the boat? <laughs> what about the boat? <laughs> Forget the boat! <laughs> Who's, whose boat is no that? No more boats! Who's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> your boat? Who's, whose boat is this boat? <laughs> your boat now. <laughs> That's coming up next year, too. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was I'm prepared. Very My soul is prepared. How's yours? Oh, I love mm. that line. <laughs> I've used that line in certain oh, events, too. Man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Back to, back to a serious film. Yeah. Which, right. Nora, and her sense of humor, as, as an eight-year-old, she was like, when that part came up, she knew that the guy's name was Yahoo Serious, because I already told, I told them, like, the guy who made it, his name is Yahoo Serious. She's like, is that his real name? Actually, yes. He legally changed his real name to Yahoo Serious. And then when it came up at the beginning of the movie, a serious film, she was like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I was like, cool. good See, for you. I appreciate for that. You. That's good. Yeah, I, was, I saw that too, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's funny. That's there were elements it. good in yeah. it, but it just give me some kind of a cohesive... A, a through line. line. I'm repeating myself. I think the mm-hmm. I think Dennis would call it a through line. Mm-hmm. I think that would be his, his yeah. term for the... Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to decide if I had to pick a scene to choose as the quirkiest or weirdest or favorite, or I, I don't even know... The driving instructor, and when he jumps in the back and has to commandeer the vehicle. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the <laughs> Different movie. Sorry. Well movie. done. Well done. Um, hmm. Is the hands on the clock scene actually good? Take that scene as a way to explain relativity mm-hmm. to someone who doesn't get it. You're asking a music teacher and a language arts teacher? On purpose. <laughs> I watched um, it twice, that particular mm-hmm. scene, because as I'm watching it, I'm like going... using that as an explanation. Wow. I get that dumbs it down to a level that is is pretty pretty simple, but, you know, in a interesting kind of way, that scene has some... Merit to it mm-hmm. as a way to explain relativity. Like well, there was some interesting things when they would, well, yeah, that's they would force him to explain the science a little bit. Yeah. It was somewhat interesting. They and make then, it a science movie. The, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, they yeah. didn't do that. I mean, right. we've like that. We've needed that. For like, like for how many years? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, then explore that. Make Marie Curie more than just the damsel in distress. Sure. Like, hello. I mean, you know. I, I mean. Give me some of that. And then to put the little thing at the end, like, you know, he was really a blah, 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 blah. Well, based on your movie, I'm not seeing this, pal. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, based on your movie, I'm not seeing how this plays in with Albert Einstein. I still don't get the Australia thing. I'm... I maybe, That's part of the yeah. absurd part. Well, and I think maybe they did it. It was an Australian movie, you mm-hmm. know. It was to say, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But then, a little hometown back, hero action. Mm-hmm. Tasmania. Going back to your point. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, there was there were good bits in there. It just, yeah. Uh, very odd. It's like odd. a mile wide, inch deep of humor. Yeah. Like nothing went down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to think of like what scene. If I were to pick a scene, what scene? I thought the Tasmanian devil was kind of funny. Well, sure. When that like, little creature pops out. Yeah. Like, the dad goes to shoot it. And yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, of course, the kids are like, "Is that what really? Ta- is that really what Tasmanian devils look like?" No, 
like this one. Yeah, <laughs> and then you all. had the absurd, weird car- creatures. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we're going to have a movie like that. No, yeah. that was no. the once, only once. Yeah. That I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that I can pinpoint one scene. and I Maybe like some of the stuff when he was putting together the electric guitar or the electric violin or like yeah. some of that. And then playing it and like blowing stuff up. And, you know, that, that part was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> awkward to watch it with your kids, but I thought the scene where... Um, she sneaks in as his father. Yeah. And then they're they're in like the shower room and there's all the guys naked butts and everything else and, and then like they start making out and it's she's supposed to be disguised as his dad. I'm like, okay, that's kinda of funny. That a little awkward to watch with the kids, yeah. but you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. Oh. Um Yeah. All right. Well, that might be all we have for young Einstein. I do have five questions for you, though. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. Why are you asking me? For? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Mm-hmm. Five, questions. Five questions. I need to start the timer here. I need um, to remember what those questions are. Oh, I can, I'll read the questions I back to you. I believe you sent them to us. I did send them to you. Um, I was using I did, my, I was I using my fancy once, new pad I of promise. paper. I'm going to see. Maybe they'll give us like so a corporate sponsorship. Is that the one that you it's, microwave or is that the one you wipe? This is the one you wipe down. Yeah, that's it, the one on, I have too. On like every page, not every page, but on the front page it says like, do not microwave this notebook. Yeah. I um, love my notebook. Yeah, I just got this from one of our friends here because that friend either got it or won it from somewhere. Nice. And they were like, no, this is technology. I don't like technology. You take it. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, so Amazon has... Pat's and looking confused, so I'll explain Amazon that. has pens, by the way. Oh, do they? If you need, okay. Because like, it is that special it's pen. It's a special kind of pen. And yeah. that special pen, uh, they don't really... It's erasable. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, they don't do a good job of telling mm-hmm. you that, mm-hmm. but it's erasable. What says on the pen? Erasable. Oh, okay. Yeah. When you but The ones you get from Amazon, like, oh, they don't... don't. Okay. They don't really good. So basically, Pat. So free corporate. We're looking for free corporate sponsorship from Rocketbook. Yeah, because this right. is the new notebook I'm using. Um, but that's how I sent out the questions. Okay, right. I, was I, basically on this paper. You write on this paper with a special pen, and then you take your phone and you have an app on your phone, and you just hover your phone over it, and it kind of snaps a picture of it. And then depending on, there's these little symbols down at the bottom of the page. You can do that too if you want to. You can set on the app where you want those symbols to go to. So if I snap off a picture of this page and I like X'd the, um, I think it was the four-leaf clover symbol, I put an X on it, and on the app I set up that four-leaf clover to automatically text oh, that fun. picture to all four of cool. you guys that do the podcast. So I don't have to go in and like take the picture, open the message, put your phone numbers in. And what's exciting is that it, just the initial thing, mm-hmm. it seems like technology, the designers are finally realizing that, you know what, there are some things that are easier just to write down. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's cool to well, see Well, the, the other example of this, and I saw this on their website too, is like you could take each of these options that you have, and it could be like the kids at our school, they use Google uh, Google Drive. Mm-hmm. So they could have their different folders, and each one could be like your language arts folder, your math folder, your social studies, your science, cool. your music, your whatever. That's so cool. the kids, they could take their notes, snap it off, but then the other cool part is you can erase this whole thing. 
like this one, you erase with water, okay. and you just kind of dry it off with a microfiber cloth. But you there's another one of these. You actually you actually pop it in the microwave. Oh, okay. The original and rocket book. Yeah. You put it in the microwave, and, and it erases yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. This was not microwave. This is thing. not microwave. But one of their other models is. So yeah. So that was that was how I sent out those questions to you guys. I, it's funny because um, I'm looking at it. and I'm going. I think I know what he's got. Mm, oh, could you nice. tell what the yeah. cool. what it was being used for? Um, all right, so the five questions, three questions. Five, maybe that's what it was. Maybe I was thinking of like five questions. Three questions is the five questions for young Einstein. Number one, which scientist or inventor is your favorite? And that's any of them, not just ones featured in this movie. Uh, number two, if you were to invent something, what would you invent? Number three, what's your favorite kind of beer? Number four, what's your favorite movie by an Australian director? And number five, your favorite scene from a movie where someone has to defuse a bomb. Give a bomb to a baby, that's a dangerous animal. All right, um, so, put some time on the clock here. So, I'm gonna put 30 seconds on here. Which scientist or inventor is your favorite? Any, not just ones featured in this movie, you got 30 seconds. That's so hard, but I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll just say, uh... Gottlieb Daimler, because he invented the... I know he was the first to put, like, an internal combustion motor on a wooden bicycle, hence the motorcycle. There so I think go. I would say that. Nice. Um, well done. Yeah, that would probably have to be my favorite. And I had to I had to look it up to make sure I got the names correct, so it's not like I've got pictures of the guy. You know, Close second would be Emmett L. Brown, but... Okay. Yeah. Well done. I, I kind of went back and forth myself on whether we could do fictional ones, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, there's the timer. Did I just use up his? You no, no, no. That was your thirty seconds. Oh, we each get thirty seconds. We each get thirty seconds. Oh, yeah. it's yours. You, I mean, you can yield to the gentleman from Mundelein if you want to, but well, I'd first like to say thank you for hosting the. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mine, I put Leonardo da Vinci, oh, nice. um, because when I tried to think of like, okay, well, who is it? Steve Jobs with the iPhone? Is it Nikola Tesla for all the electricity stuff? Is it a, uh, Charles Babbage? Like I was running through my head of like all the different inventors that have invented things that I use regularly or mm -hmm. intrigue me. And I was like, nope, Leonardo da Vinci, because the guy did art, he did sculpture, he, he invented crazy things that never got built until hundreds of years after he died. Um, for flying machines, planning the ideal city, the, all that stuff. So I had to go with Leonardo da Vinci. Thomas Alva Edison. Oh. Okay. He, not just for the things he invented, for the things that he tried to invent and didn't go well. I know you can look back in history and he wasn't exactly the nicest guy on the planet, but... Who is? Right. And he also invented so many things that weren't things. He invented processes and, and the idea of Edison is almost as powerful as him mm -hmm. and the things he invented. Cool. All right. Nice. All right. Uh, number two, if you were to invent something, what would it be? Bo. I want the self-cleaning bathroom hmm. for my house. Do you clean the bathroom at your house? I do. That's why you want it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking grout. I'm talking soap scum. I am talking the self-cleaning bathroom, y'all. That's what I want. There you go. <laughs> Are you talking about the SNL bathroom monkey? Do you remember when they did that commercial? That fine, I think. Although I don't know if I want to deal with a monkey. No. But, you know. It's, I think at the end of that commercial, uh, I'm stealing your time. That's here, fine. I, I'm, I think you were done. Self-cleaning um, bathroom was pretty simple. That's you know, what I want. If you wanted to go into more detail. No, nah, that's okay. <laughs> um, the scrubbing bubbles and everything. Um... They had the bathroom monkey commercial on Saturday Night Live. Do you ever do you remember that one? I'm going to look it up now because yeah. it's like at the end of the commercial, the monkey uh, like rebels and is like writing something on the mirror of the bathroom, like "monkey no want clean" or "monkey sad" or, or something like that. But yeah, it was a whole idea of the bathroom monkey that would 
be like your basically your bathroom slave and clean everything for you. I had the bathroom from hell. It was like every time I cleaned it, ten minutes later it was dirty again. Then I heard about Bathroom Monkey. They said the Bathroom Monkey system would keep my entire bathroom clean for up to eight whole months. They were right. The little monkey air freshener releases a clean, fresh scent and emits a piercing, ultra-high frequency shriek, scientifically designed to keep my bathroom monkey hard at work 24 hours a day. Now my bathroom's monkey clean and monkey fresh. And my bathroom monkey? He's more than a bathroom cleanser. He's a part of the family. I don't know where monkeys come from. I don't know how they reproduce. I don't know what they eat. But I do know one thing. They were born to clean bathrooms. And when its cleaning power is all used up, simply pick up another in any of three decorator colors. Red, blue, or orangutan. <laughs> this little guy just started today. But you know, I think my new bathroom monkey and I are going to make a great team. I'm in. It's a problem. There you go. Yes. All right. Uh, mine would be, I kind of cheated and I did too. Um, you know, I, you and your list. Shut up. And it's my team. show. It's my show. I can do whatever it's I want. Um, I can cry if I want to. I chose either the Rocketeer jetpack, like one that yeah. actually works, like it wouldn't burn your butt off or your legs or whatever, because in real life I think it probably would, um, or the food replicator from Next Generation. And there you go. That, also a good thing. Then I, I just tell it what I want and... Yeah, you'd I'd like to invent a Klingon bird of prey. I'm just not about it's not about stopping world hunger or anything. He wants to tell it what he wants. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, it, it could stop world hunger if we had replicators. Could but yeah, like I mean, I could I could walk up and just be like, I, I'd like a chicken curry, please. Mm. And then I have my chicken curry, and it's good to go, and I don't have to drive all the way to the Indian restaurant to get it, and I don't have to pay for it, and. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. Thirty seconds, Pat. What would you invent? A fuel source that uh, doesn't pollute, something that we can use in vehicles that doesn't pollute, uh, that doesn't require another fuel source to make it, <coughs> and um, is is something that you, we can put in our vehicles to run, and it, it doesn't require being taken from war-torn areas and all that kind of stuff. A, a clean-burning fuel that actually works and is 100% clean-burning. Look at him making us look like schmucks. Mm. Wanting the clean bathroom. I just don't want to give, I don't want to give up my internal combustion. <laughs> wanting the like clean bathroom and the mm. rocket pack. And, and here's this guy over here. Well, you know, I'd really like to <laughs> solve world peace or, you know, provide uh, unlimited just, energy sources to the poor children <laughs> of the third world countries. I, I just don't want to give up my internal <laughs> combustion motor. I'd That's like all to, I think. You know what? I'd really like to invent something that would allow me to adopt all the children. <laughs> And here's John. I want a rocket pack. <laughs> I want to fly to work. I just want a clean bathroom. You just want a clean bathroom. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, on that note, to a more serious question, related to the idea of adopting all the children in the world, um, Pat, what's your favorite kind of beer? Guinness. I'll stop the timer. Um, <laughs> Guinness? Okay. Yeah. All That's right. It. What do you love about Guinness? You got twenty seconds to tell me what you love about Guinness. Oh, the it's just—it's awesome. It's not just for breakfast anymore, by the way, as well. Guinness—it's <laughs> delicious, man. And okay. especially when you don't get it like super cold. Mm -hmm. When you want it slightly chilled, you get it at the right temperature. Okay. Oh, it tastes slightly great. lower than room temperature. Slightly lower than room temperature. Mm -hmm. The taste is phenomenal. Okay. The, the aftertaste is great. The aroma is wonderful. It's the perfect amount of dark and 
Not too heavy. Okay. Speaking of dark and not too heavy, Bo, what's your favorite kind of beer? <sighs> That's kind of mean because I'm sorry. beer is... I will allow you to do two since, well, I, since I, I... I may cheated. have to. Um, so... Style. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Belgian style farmhouse ales mm -hmm. are my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, but beer is so so um, important to me. <laughs> um, I'm trying to um, beer in a clean bathroom. Yeah. So I yield ten seconds of my time to yours. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's this new style that's sort of. It's kind of a fancy new thing it's called a northeast ipa okay and it's a non-bitter ipa and i really like it but i've only had one so it's really hard to call it my favorite but it's really good yeah. <laughs> and so i'm 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 intrigued still mm. about these things i remember being called a beer snob in college okay because that was like you drink the big and then but now i mean it is amazing the beer mm. culture mm. and market Always. and the I mean, and it's amazing. It's a very, it's it's exciting. But I remember that that was, oh, here's a beer store. The local, the local brewery in Mundelein, mm -hmm. Tighthead, has, and, you know, they're all Fish fans and Grateful Dead fans, so some of their titles have to do with with that. So this is Pitcher of Nectar. Mm -hmm. And it's a Northeast IPA in honor of Fish being from Vermont mm -hmm. and all that nonsense. It is so good, and it doesn't have that bitter IPA thing going on. Yeah. And, yeah. But then Belgian farmhouses, I'll, I'll always love. Okay. So. Cool. Uh, mine, I, I almost reject the question that I wrote down and came up with because I don't like beer. Um, I've never been a beer fan. Not a fan. Don't like the taste. Uh, so I, I kind of have to go with, I tend to like the ciders. I'm, I'm good with yeah. those. So uh, one that I found that I really like is from Austin, Texas called East Ciders, spelled mm. like C-I-D. Um, so that's a really good one. That's probably one of my favorites. And... If I were to go to another one, a more local one, the Not Your Father's Root Beer. Very um, good. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> you should try you should That's, try That some, one's dangerous. You should yes. try some... <laughs> Danger for yeah. Robinson. You should try some farmhouses, because they don't taste a lot like beer sometimes. Okay. Especially the ones that lean more towards sour. On occasion, I will, when, I'm at the, when I'm at the grocery store, they have a section at the grocery store where it's like a, you know, you can pick 10 of... Yeah. Pick 10 of whatever and just make your own... And every once in a while, I will do that, and I will pick up ones I wouldn't normally drink. Like, I did that with, with a Guinness not that mm -hmm. long ago, because I'd never had Guinness before. And what'd you and I think? Like, I didn't like it. <laughs> I but, can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, not if no. you're not a... You gotta... Yeah. Mm, yeah. But gosh, it's like mother's milk. Oh, <laughs> it is wonderful. <laughs> it is a wonderful yeah. thing. I want to have one now. I think got... Um, yeah, okay. But, but yeah, try some... If you ever see some... Go get one and drink it while we're doing our, our next recording. If, if you ever see labeled farmhouse, or even go so far if, if you see a flat Flemish okay. sour. Okay. Give it a shot. Okay. You might be impressed. Give it a try. A very quick story before we go on to our, our other questions of our five questions. Um, we had, uh, there was a stretch of time where anytime we had any kind of family event, I always got the Not Your Father's Root Beer. Mm -hmm. And um, that was still kind of back when it was hard to find. And so, not like now it's at Costco and everywhere and you can mm -hmm. get it all over the place. Um, but we had a 4th of July party, and, and I'll tell this story because I won't say any names and the person is not going to be listening to this anyway. Um, we had a 4th of July party, and I bought a couple of cases of the Not Your Father's Root Beer. Mm -hmm. And we had um, some friends had come to the 4th of July party at my mother-in-law's house, and this was an older couple, so they're in their you know, maybe 70s, 80s, and the husband is just downing those things left and right. 
And he's just like, this is really good root beer. I've never <laughs> yeah, had yeah. this kind of root beer before. Oh, no. Now there's a 3% and said, to 7% and like a 28%. <laughs> we, we had the 7%. So, and 20 I said, is so good. I said, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, a lot of times it's, uh, I, I've tried other alcoholic root beers, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's not good. Said, oh, my. And, and I said, yeah, it's it's a, it's an alcoholic root beer. Yeah, said, yeah. Oh. And his wife just looks at him and goes, haven't you had like four of those? <laughs> he's like, yep, they were really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Let's be handing over the car we, keys. We got the older friends drunk. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, all right. So question number four. What is your favorite movie by an Australian director? Patrick. Master and Commander. Okay. okay. Peter Weir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. John? Uh, mine, I believe, is also Peter Weir. Dead Poet Society. Oh, I'm go with that one. okay. I was going to say, I was going to flip a coin between some Baz Luhrmann choices. Yes. Okay. But then I realized that Dark City yes. was directed by an Australian director mm -hmm. and I said, I got to go with that one. I need to see Dark City. I have a City. copy of it. It is It might be on Blu-ray, so I'll have to look and see. Fantastic. You, you don't have a Blu-ray, do you? No. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Dark City oh, pertains to what? Dark City is kind of like The Matrix, but better. This, yeah. That's how I know it. You told me about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, so I yeah. need to see that. And Jennifer yeah. Connelly's in it. Yeah. 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 And the main character is the um, Obergruppenführer. From yes. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man of the High Rufus Sewell. Yeah. 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 Oh. oh, Dark City's so good. Yeah. It's, it's a yearly watch for me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It's kind of like when I first watched it, it was not too long after The Matrix had come out, and I saw The Matrix first. The first time I saw and it. I remember somebody telling me, because oh, it was featured, it was down when I was at University of Illinois. Oh, in sure. College, and it was featured at the Ebert uh, Film Festival when mm -hmm. they started that up. And I was like, all right, well, I don't, I don't have time to go see this at the film festival, but it sounds interesting. And a couple of people I knew, they were like, yeah, you should watch that. And it was kind of like you watch The Matrix, and you're like, wow, that action movie is really cool. It's got philosophy and action. And it, man, I'm like... I'm 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 trending. I'm like I'm a trend. I'm a cool. I'm in the in crowd. I'm like, yeah. and then I go watch Dark City, and I'm like, I don't know what drivel I've been watching up to this point. <laughs> <Okay>. it's, <laughs> so it's like going from the not your father's root beer seven percent mm -hmm. to the not your father's root beer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's like when you're sitting there and you're like, well, the Matrix has philosophy and substance, and it's just, it's an amazing story in a movie. And then somebody hands you, you're like, it's the, it's that phrase everybody uses on the internet now. Dark City is like hold my beer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, my runners-up, I know we're way over our time for this question, but my runners-up were either Moulin Rouge, mm, uh, Dark City was on my list, yeah. uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, can we just spare a moment for yeah. the entire, like, Mad, Mad Max. Max Road Warrior, mm -hmm. like, like oh. thing? Because mm -hmm. even before I looked up Australian Australian directors mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing, I, my first thought was, oh, well, it, whatever did Mad Road Warrior, yeah. and that was just, what an outstanding franchise. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give a second... I oh, see yeah. some of my time for talking about it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, V for Vendetta <gasps> was also an Australian Oh, director. So, very nice. So I had a hard time. I got it narrowed remember, down remember. to the fifth of it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I pulled out the pictures of, that I had the kids do a couple years ago. Where I they remember did those. The, 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 the yep. person on the flames. It's amazing. I'm still married. Um, for so many reasons. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, so V for Vendetta was another one. I was like, yeah, Dead Poets, V for Vendetta. Dead Poets, good. Both are inspiring. Oh, without a doubt. One inspired me to become a teacher and to make the world better. The other one almost inspired me to blow stuff up. Yeah, so I was no. like, well, which one do I do? Let's do Dead Poets. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, uh, final question. Uh, 
Favorite scene from a movie where someone has to defuse a bomb? Bo. Lethal Weapon 2. Toilet. Okay. Is that two or Come three? Come on. Is that two or three? That's two. Is it two? Okay. Yeah. No, because three got just a little too stupid. Okay, okay. Three's not great. Yeah. Two is... Too solid. Okay. That whole scene with the toilet and the two of them and the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. Is it on three? Or one, two, three? And they <laughs> I know. Like, that that's three. Three. There we go. It's just some, every time we lift something at work, mm -hmm. yeah. I have someone call it out. <laughs> I let him get to two and I go, wait, are we lifting on three or three and then lift? We were, I think it was unloading stuff every at time. a cross-country race. Sure. And I said, okay. And the kids are like, okay, on three. And I'm like, okay. I'm well, wait, is it one, two, three, and then go? Or is it yeah. on three? And then all of a sudden this mother started laughing. And I go, uh, she goes, leave the weapon. I, it's good, Mr. C. I was like, yeah. Uh -huh. That's awesome. Uh -huh. All right, Patrick. I agree with both. <laughs> if we need to come up with another right, one, I'll say the one in, in, in Lethal Weapon 3 just because, I mean, it, it's so over the top. I mean, I, oh, I get it. Yeah. But it's Raj. Yeah. Grab the cat. They're like, who the heck is it? They're all just like plotting yep. for him mm -hmm. at the end. So I, I would say that. I can't think of any other... Yeah, those movies. Yeah. Okay. I would. Yeah. All right. Um, I had. Uh, I'm, I'm only going to go with one as my favorite, but um, I had Speed. Oh, uh, um, The Rock. Oh. Um, and then I had some of the James Bond movies. Some of the I was going to say, there's a really good one in mm -hmm. Goldfinger. Goldfinger, mm -hmm. Octopussy had mm -hmm. one where he's like, I love the clown fight where he has to like get to the bomb and he's in the yeah. clown suit. And the, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was that one. There was another one that I couldn't think of where he has to pull like this cylinder out of another cylinder. And I couldn't picture what. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a spy who loved me. But yeah. touch the sides. And I thought that was a spy who loved me. Oh, God, I can picture not, him do it. I know. I and I tried to search for it and I couldn't find it. Um, so if somebody wants to remind us yeah, of the James Bond movie, then, uh, we'll just watch all the movies until we get it. Um, but the one that, that I, the one that I came summer. up with. Because they were all on different cable channels or what mm -hmm. have you. Like and I would just, okay. Rail Nice. But the, uh, the one I did finally come up with was, was Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, yes. I, just, I love everything that they have to go through to yes, defuse with the all water, the water. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Solid choice. So, I like good. I like that one. So. That one's good. All right. Well, I think and that's going to do it for Young Einstein. The bad guy is just oh, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Um, that's going to do it for Young Einstein. So uh, next time, we're going to be taking a look at The Naked Gun. Um, so come on back here for that one. It is awesome. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to catch us anywhere else, you can go to 30podcast.com. Find all the different ways you can listen to the show or interact with the show. We are on the Facebooks and the Twitters and all those other places. Uh, we have a voicemail line you can call in if you want to. Um, but otherwise, we'll be back here next time with The Naked Gun. And until then, thank you, Pat. Thank you, Bo. Thank, thank you, John. Um, go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time. Be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. If you could split the nucleus of a beer atom into two fragments, then the mass of the two fragments will be less than the mass of the original nucleus, and the difference in mass will be transformed into energy. Energy equals mass times the square of the speed of light. I'll give it a go.